Hi everybody, welcome to the J&J Podcast. I'm Jax, he's Jay, and we're just a father and son duo chopping it up about sports and all the life lessons you can learn from them. Hey, thanks Jax, this is Jay, and we want to welcome everybody to our first podcast. And today, our first guest, we're glad to have Mr. Mike Bogan. Let's clap it up, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Mike, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, man. Um, Mike Bogan, uh, singer-songwriter, um, former athlete. I guess once an athlete, always an athlete. Um, from Lancaster, California. Went to University of South Dakota. Um, loved it. Um, had my beautiful kids there. It was amazing. And now I bounce back and forth uh, between L.A. and Portland, doing music, man, doing what I love. So And coaching kids. So I love it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think we got a few questions for you today. Hey, Jax, you want to uh, kick it off for us, please? Yeah, okay. What got you into football? Um, actually, seeing other kids in my neighborhood play football. I actually didn't play my first year of football until I was 11. Um, well, I always played, like, you know, sandlot football or uh, in the street, two-hand touch. And I knew I, I knew I could be decent at it, um, but I was scared to get hit. I was always scared. And um, when it came time to it, uh, my cousin was playing. And my dad signed me up. I remember my dad signing me up. And my uncle said, why don't you just put him in the flag? And my dad said, nope, we're going straight in the fire. And that's how I had to be. And I had to conquer all fears that summer. And um, I think just the camaraderie of football and uh, the competitiveness just drove me to just stick with it. And I just fell in love with it. You know, I, I have a question off that. You said that uh, <clears throat> you're afraid of getting hit. Mm-hmm. What do you think the event was? That got that out of you? Um, you know what? I, I definitely think a big part of it was peer pressure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just yeah, just from my just from my family, my yeah. friends, uh, my cousins. Why would you be scared to get hit? Why why are you scared? Like this is a man's game. Like you should love it. You should love the, the contact, you should love the physicality of it. And um, you know, like one thing I love about football is it's a very matter of fact sport. You have a split second to decide whether you wanna hit someone or get hit or not. And um yeah, man, it was just moments like that, 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 that just not, not being a chicken, I guess I should say, not being scared is what, is, is what conquered my fear of hitting. And then I think once I learned how to hit and I wasn't always the, the hittee, I became the hitter, uh, I fell in love with it. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so I have another question for you. Talk. What player inspired you and why? Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Oh, Deion Sanders. It was um it was just the, the, the confidence he brought, the swagger he brought to the field, and I, I feel like just the the influence he had on my era of kids that played. Um everybody wanted to be him or be like him or they were all inspired by him, uh, one way or another. And I think it was just his speed and athleticism was something that I think I was was striving for and I wanted and um, I just fell in love with it, man. Deion Sanders and then um, I think after that would be like Rod Woodson and Charles Woodson. Oh, uh, so talk about the hitter. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. So um, those are the dudes that that definitely made me fall in love with it. That's awesome, man. What do you think about Jackson? What do you think about like Becoming the hitty, the hitter instead of becoming the hitty. That's cool. Okay, what was your proudest moment in your entire career? Oh man, um, I would probably say my proudest moment was 
after my junior year, um, being first team all conference in the Great West. I think that was definitely um, my biggest achievement um, as an athlete um, because of what went into it. You know, you people think about youth football or high school football or or all these things you go through, but mine was the adversity I faced to um, have to compete for a starting job have to take a job from someone, have to keep that job all season and also compete at the highest level <clears throat> and, you know, amongst eight teams, be one of the best corners in that conference. And that's something that someone can never take away from me. And I, I love that. So I think that's my, my biggest accomplishment. I like that. You know, we're going to flip the script here a little bit. I don't think you're talking enough, Jax. So what we're going to do is yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at Coach Mike here and I'm going to say, ask Ask Jax a question. What do you want to know about Jax? Oh, man, Jax. Oh, man, I love this. Jax, what um, what was your big, biggest influence to start playing football? Uh, I just liked watching Tom Brady. Right. And, like, I was a bandwagon, and I just loved watching Tom Brady. And so that's how I started playing football. I love that. What What about Tom Brady? Is it is it is it his is it his, is it his drive? Is it his work ethic? Um, is it just that he plays quarterback? What is it that he wins? What 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 is it about him? That's it's that he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. What traits do you see in yourself, or what traits do you try to put in your game that you see from Tom? Accuracy. Accuracy. Accuracy is a good thing. Be faster than him. Be faster than him. What um what's your goals? What's your what's your main goal for this upcoming season? Uh be the starting quarterback. Be the starting quarterback. Are you doing everything you can to make that happen? Yeah. Good, good. What's your second goal? My second goal is to probably just Let me tell you what it is? To win the Super Bowl. Just like Tom Brady. You want to yep. win the Super Bowl. You want to be a starting winning quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's something that that should always be your first goal to win. You know, um, as a quarterback, uh, that's what you're judged on at all times, at all levels. Are you a winner? Are you a Super Bowl quarterback? Did you win state in high school? Are you all conference? It, it's, it's very much about accolades, and it's also a job where when you don't win, you have to take all the blame. <laughs> well, he's an only child, so he gets all the blame in this all house the all the time. So he's used, used to, to that, man. He's used, used to that. To it, so, Ajax, what do you think about jumping into a little bit of uh, music? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, uh, what's what's Mike do, Jax, besides football? Uh, he is a hip-hop artist. Yes, sir. That's some good stuff there, man. What got you into hip-hop? Oh, man, you know what? It was um, another thing that I have, I, have, I have football to thank for I used to, let me see how I can say this on this podcast. I used to, uh, <laughs> so once, once I became a starter um, in college football, um, you're no longer allowed to come home for the summer. So um, instead of, you know, you're spending six, seven weeks at home, you get to go home for two weeks and you have to come back and start training. Well, in a college town of 32,000 people and school's not in, you don't have much to do. So, um, we would wake up in the morning, we'd go eat breakfast, we'd work out, and then after workout, um, we'd go home, and this is back in the days where they had NCAA football for Xbox, and we would play NCAA football, 
And while we played, we would listen to uh, a producer named Ninth Wonder. And Ninth Wonder makes instrumental tapes. Instrumental tapes are tapes that have no words on them. And so we would listen to those tapes throughout the day. We'd do push-ups and sit-ups and compete with each other in different ways. But we'd also freestyle. So we'd rap all the time. We'd always rap, always rap, always rap. Well, I fell in love with rapping. And uh, I never really wrote anything. I would just freestyle all the time. And after my senior year, football was kind of winding down. Um, and I realized I wasn't going to go to the NFL or continue to play. Um, one of my roommates said, bro, have you ever thought about like taking rap seriously? And this is one of my teammates who was... Uh, very to himself, never complimented people too much, never gave too much praise, and it just meant a lot when he said, you know, like, me and the guys, like, you know, like, when you rap, and we're in the back of the bus, or we're in the airport, like, we, we thoroughly enjoy you, man, and we enjoy your voice and your sound, and that's kind of, that was what gave me the inspiration to take it seriously, so, ever since that day, man, I've been doing it. Yeah, that's awesome, get people in your corner building you up. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It means a lot, bro. It always takes like a, a, a kick in the pants, I guess. So, yeah. So, Jackson, what kind of music do you like? Uh, I like I like metallic rap or like the slow rap. I don't like fast rap. Like low lo-fi. Yeah. Metal- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Melodic, super slow stuff, like real hip hop. Yeah. With a good beat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could you ever see yourself doing music? No. Maybe playing an instrument. Uh, no. Okay. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so you got Mama, right? Yeah. Mama Bear? What's Mama Bear do? A singer. How she good a singer is Mama Bear? Uh, a really good singer. Right? <laughs> and Papa Bear, what what Papa Bear used to do? Uh, instruments. Yeah, the it's trumpet. It's in you, man. Seriously. You got it in you. So, you know, hey, Mike, we want to thank you nice. for all this info right now. And uh, what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a little brief break. And we're going to be back with some... Uh, draft talk. Yes, thank you guys. Hey Jackson. Yeah. Are you thirsty? Kinda. Do you know what I love to drink more than anything on a hot summer day? No. Some nice ice cold sparklets water. Hey. What do you think about that? Ooh, can I have some sparklets? Man, you can drink as much sparklets as you want. We're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Enough talk about water. We're going to talk about something that Jackson just loves. The D-R-A-F-T draft. Today, I'm going to be your moderator. I'm Jay. That's Jax over there. We got Mike back for our second segment. We're going to talk about the top five quarterbacks drafted first. We're going to get each uh, person's opinion. If we have to look up anything on the internet to... To kind of back up what Jack says, sometimes he goes with his heart instead of facts. So oh. we got to keep him in check, Mike. Uh-oh. We got to keep him in check. This is documented, man, for a whole while. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we're going to, first, Jackson. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, okay. So I think that he is going to be a wait and see. I don't think, like, his first season he's going to be really good. But I don't think he's going to be bad. I think we're going to have to wait a couple years and see how it, and see how he plays out and stuff. You mean like the transition from college to pros? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What you? A lot of kids. Uh, a, a lot of a lot of players have to go through that. You know, like no matter how great you are, it's a it's a totally different level, man. Um, they move at faster speeds. Things get more complex. And even though I think something that Trevor has going for him, 
he played for the one of the best teams in the country. Um, it's still a transition, and he had a lot of weapons around him. And uh, it'll definitely be a transition, but I'm definitely rooting for him, and I, I think I think I think it'll work out. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna weigh in on this. Can I weigh in on this, Jax? Please. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> I think the biggest thing is the speed of the game. You know what sure. I mean? That's because you know uh, uh, Clemson with Alabama and Ohio State, they're probably like the closest to an NFL team that that you I have, agree. right? I agree. But when you get to the NFL. Everybody's fast. Everybody is fast. So I think maybe the speed of the game, um, because you know Trevor Lawrence, he's never lost a regular season game, his entire career, never lost a regular season game, but he's never played against where every single team has the speed. So he's got to do that every week, and now he's doing it for seventeen weeks, not sixteen weeks. Okay, second one we're going to talk about. I want to tell a little joke about first. Zach Wilson. They had a meme on Zach Wilson that said, Zach Wilson looks like Zach Wilson playing Zach Wilson in a, in a Disney movie. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So we're going to let Coach Mike go first. Is that okay, Jax? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I love Zach Wilson. Um, uh, hell of a player. I think some things come to light where you either rise or fall when a guy like that goes to the NFL. And I think that comes from um, strength of schedule. You know, BYU, it's not like they're out there playing the Clemson or Alabama, just like we said, and the competition will will rise quickly. And um, we'll figure out how his transition goes. Um, he's already uh, – Zach Wilson is at – where is he at? He's at – not Philly. Is he in Philly? Where's Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson, Jets. Jets, excuse me, Jets. I'm thinking green. Um, yeah, but Jets. you got the color right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah, he's with the Jets, and um, that'll be kind of similar to the Trevor Lawrence situation, where I don't know how much talent he'll be surrounded by. So that could take also a couple years for him to to, to get his feet 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 up under. But I agree with you on that one. And another thing that is like that I think like I think he's gonna fall. I don't think he's gonna be like. I don't even think he's going to do good in the NFL. He could in like a couple years. But um, the thing is, the best team he versed was Coastal Carolina. Mm -hmm. And they lost to them in that Mm -hmm. bowl game. And I do not think he's going to do good. Uh Like the best wide receiver he has is Corey Davis and uh, Jamison Crowder. And I don't really think that he's gonna do good. Not enough weapons around. No, I don't. Think yeah. So. We'll see how it goes. I don't think. I think the biggest thing with him is <clears throat> his ceiling. You know what I mean? He's got a high ceiling. Right. If he gets the right coaching, he can go. And right. and the Jets have a horrible, horrible history. For sure. Bad coaching. For sure. Sam Darnold, most recent example. Right. Like I don't think he would have been traded had they had better coaching right. around him. Right. You know what I mean? I think just made a big mistake getting rid of um, Tom Bowles. That was a huge mistake. And then he goes on to Tampa, defensive coordinator, wins the Super Bowl. Um, like you said about like like it taking time. Same thing with coaches, especially with a program like the Jets. You got to give it time. You got to have them build a culture and build a system, and that stuff takes time. So yep. we'll see. Not another thing. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, 
he's in the best division of defense. Exactly. He's versing the Miami, the, the Bills, the right. Patriots. Right. You have Brian Flores, Sean McDermott, and Bill Belichick in the same division. And they're, like, argue, arguably the best defensive coaches in the league. Correct. Yeah, you're all right, bro. That's a good point, dude. Right, good yeah. point. <laughs> and just so you guys know, this is a 10-year-old kid over here. He doesn't have notes in front of him or a computer. Just That's straight off the dome Love piece. It. Love so it. So we're going to drop – we're going to get down into this number three pick. This one kind of bothered me. I have to tell you, when I was watching the draft, I shed a little bit of a tear. Okay. I wanted it to be my boy Justin Fields, but uh, San Francisco picked Trey Lance. Right. So uh, what do you think about that one, Jax? Uh, I think he's going to do great. I think he will do great. He is in one of the most explosive offenses in the league. And when the I mean, San Francisco uh, 49ers are healthy, they are really good. Like, And it shows last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. And like the only person that they don't have is uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Bourne. I forgot his first name. And I think they're still going to do good. They have one of the most explosive wide receivers in the league that not a lot of people know. I mean, he's really underrated. Debo Samuel, he did really good two years ago. And I think he's going to do really good. Yeah. Um, I think it goes back to what we talked about before, where Trey is going to be surrounded by weapons. Unlike Trevor Lawrence and um, Zach Jones, like – they don't have the weapons that Trey Lance will have. Now, again, this also goes into another thing where we got to take everything into into what he is, and that's he is a Division One AA quarterback, so he also didn't go up against the same competition. You know, um, he was a beast. Don't get me wrong, um, super athletic, but um, we'll see how his transition goes. And to go back to what we talked about in the last part. Um, He's also in a very good conference now. The Rams will be good. Oh, the Cardinals yeah. will be good. The Seahawks will oh, be Rams good. Rams going to kill it this yeah, year. Yeah, so that, and that's <clears> what I'm saying. So we, we, there's, a, there, there's a lot of determining factors, and we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I think they can, mm-hmm. they can be explosive. I think – I honestly think out of all the quarterbacks selected in the entire draft, I think he has the highest ceiling to oh, go. Sorry. Right. Sure. I mean, you know, he didn't play last season, right? right? So right. he hasn't taken as many hits. Right. Um, and I think uh, – Kyle Shanahan, he's a wizard. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He's a wizard. Amazing, Amazing right? And Genius. he's gonna know what he's gonna know what to do with this kid. Mm-hmm. He's gonna know how to protect him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get the ball to what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. So I think out of all the quarterbacks selected, this kid has the biggest growth, the, the biggest, the biggest and the best road to growth. Upside, yeah. Yeah, yeah. upside yeah. as the other quarter. And another thing is, Kyle Shanahan did the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. He came in from New England, wasn't really good, and Kyle Shanahan built their offense around him and the wide receivers. Right. Oh, that's and a good point, very good point. He did really good, and when he played in New England, they didn't do that for him. They didn't build their offense around him. Well, of course they didn't. They had Tom Brady, but... Uh, <laughs> He wasn't really good. Right. And and you're also looking at a situation where there is nothing Jimmy G does that Trey can't do. And there's a lot of things that Trey does that Jimmy can't. He's a more athletic version of him. So we'll see. Yeah. How well, and Jimmy Garoppolo can't 
stay healthy for the season. That's it. That, that, and you got to make a decision. Okay, are, are we going to run an offense for 10 games that Jimmy, until he gets hurt? Right. Then we got to switch everything around for everybody. Right. Um, you know, at some point, they're going to have to pull the trigger and just say, okay, you know, sorry, Jimmy, we love you. Yeah. But you, you can't stay healthy. I think by week seven, all right. And in my opinion, I think that the healthy 49ers last year, they had, like, every player hurt. Uh And they have, like, in my opinion, the second-best tight end in the league, George Kittle. Might be the first. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the first? Who's the first? T.K.L.S.? Yeah. Yeah. T.K.L.S. Fuck. Don't get me wrong. And the thing is, Trey Lance, he's, like, when he was playing in college, he went 17-0 and as a starter. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his pro day, he still got it. Oh, yeah. He's like, even though he missed the season, he's not. He's not he didn't sit around and eat bonbons and Takis, right? Yeah. yeah. He was on his work. He was yeah. on his work. He was on his work. Okay, so <clears throat> now we're going to my favorite quarterback in the draft. Let's go. But all I got to say first is, O.H. I.O. Hold on, O.H. I.O. Okay. Justin Fields. I will say Justin Fields looked like someone took his Christmas toys away when he got drafted to Chicago, mm-hmm. which really isn't a good look. Right. I mean, I don't know. I've never been drafted in the NFL. Never really, you know. But uh, every job I was ever I ever got, I smiled because I had a job. Right. But uh, he went uh, 11th overall to the Chicago Bears. What do you think about the that, Mike? Bears. Okay. He, his turn first. Uh-huh. <laughs> he goes um, first inside, Jack. You got it, man. Right. Well, well, like Jay, um, he's my favorite quarterback in the draft. Um, he is someone that I've been following since QB1, and he was in high school, and his journey through Georgia and transferring and just everything. Um, and I think watching it, um, Justin Fields is just an extremely competitive, extremely confident, confident kid. And... I think the look that he showed at draft day, he was just pissed off. I think he, he wanted to go third. I think he deserved to go third, and uh, and he didn't. And I think he's just a little bit pissed off that he's coming in with a chip on his shoulder, which could be a which could be a, a damn thing. good thing, right? And I Tom think, Brady wouldn't be Tom Brady if he wasn't pick one ninety nine. Exactly. And you know they said like you know in high school there was a video of Cam Newton uh, when he was at camp saying yo this is the best quarterback when he didn't get right the best quarterback. Then he committed to Georgia, and they wouldn't give him the job. So then he went to OH, and then he got the job. And he's no stranger to competing, and he's no stranger to winning. Uh, I mean, come on. Now he, he took against Clemson, then he got up and just threw the – Threw a dime. Kicked their ass. So I think um, <laughs> kids like that you got to be afraid of. It kind of reminds me of um, kind of a little bit similar to the Jalen Hurts story. You know, I, I – I, I, it may sound crazy saying this, but I told my dad the day Jalen went to the Eagles, I said he will take that job. He will be the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles one day. And kids that aren't shy to compete, man, um, and, and and been through stuff and and had to fight to get a job, it stays with you forever. So uh, I think he's gonna be great. What do you think there? I okay, I'm gonna grade Justin Fields, mm-hmm. and I think this is the best pick in the NFL draft this year. Agreed. They they traded up, they traded with the Giants, I believe, and they got, in my opinion, the best in the draft. And I think Justin Fields is lucky that they franchise tag Allen Robinson this year. Yes. Because now he has like, in my opinion, like a top. 
twelve wide receiver. Sure, top ten. He's really good, right. and he is. If I could, like, if I graded all the players in the NFL draft, I would give him. I would give him a A plus plus. That's how good I think he's going to be. How do you think? How do you think? Chicago's going to handle this quarterback situation different than all the other ones because even when they won the Super Bowl in 85 that that defense won it for him, right? The Super Bowl shuffle, right? Like Jim McMahon, he was just a flashy quarterback. Right. He wasn't like he wasn't even a top 10 quarter, I mean, in that season. Right. How do you how do you see the organization what do you think the organization needs to do to support Justin Fields that they haven't done in the past? Oh, man. Go ahead. Okay, I think that, so, again, when Mitch Trubisky, when he was, like, at his best and he was doing good, like, they had a good season and then they lost to the Eagles with the double doink and, uh, in the fourth quarter. I think that uh, Mitch Trubisky, like, and Matt Nagy, they had a really good, like, they had a really good bond together. Like, their chemistry was good. And he knew how to coach him. And then Mitch Trubisky, he stopped doing good and then bad. And then did bad. So what happened? Let's test you. What plays and type of offense did Mitch Trubisky really succeed in? Was it that pocket where he just had to make those short steps, or did he do better on the rollout plays? Okay, so I it was a mix, in my opinion. I think that he did really good in the pocket plays because, like, when they went in 2017 or 2018, like, he really had, he had a really good line, in my opinion, really underrated. And he was sitting in the pocket. He was feeling really comfortable. And that's how he did good. He was comfortable. He didn't like, he didn't worry about anything. He rattled. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, um, I think the, the really cool thing about the Bears organization right now and then picking Justin Fields is I think they've learned. I think they've learned from, like you said, like the past and this very recent situation with Mr. Bisky. I think they know they. I, I think they ha- they don't know how to get it right. I think they'll make some trades. They'll make some moves in the off seasons to get maybe um maybe a more explosive back or somebody to compliment Justin Fields or another another good, really good receiver to compliment him. And then I think another thing that they have going for them is like we've talked about with all the previous quarterbacks is the strength of the division. And it's the division's weak. You know, like right now you have the Lions, who are not a good football team. You have the Vikings, who did terrible last year. And and dealing with with Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins probably got another two, maybe three seasons left. And then on top of that, the big kicker is the fact that Eric Rodgers is leaving at Connors. And the thing is, the thing is, the Vikings and the Packers – like uh, the Packers, especially, they're like their GM and players. They they really don't have good like chemistry or anything like right. it. And the thing is, the Vikings they were gonna draft Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. They were gonna <laughs> yeah, they said that after the they, fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they took him. 
before. And yeah. the Packers, I think Aaron might stay, but like in uh, I saw this today that if he doesn't go to this camp in June tenth, I'm pretty sure. June, it is. June, if he, they got June first is the first part, and then and if then he doesn't show up to camp, June, he loses how much money? Ninety thousand. Five hundred thousand. Yep. Half a million dollars. Going if he doesn't, if he doesn't show up to the first set of workouts, half a mil gone. Yep. I I honestly think uh, we could go down a rabbit hole with this Aaron Rodgers thing. <clears throat> now you know it's just my opinion. Uh, I don't know what he thought was going to happen. This same thing happened with Brett Favre mm-hmm. 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Bart Starr played for 16 years for them. Right. Brett Favre played for 16 years. Right. They drafted you, Aaron Rodgers, right. to back up Favre when Favre was still in his prime. Right. You think they're going to do anything different with you? It's just how the game works, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, we get older. Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing can stop time, and that happens. So, yeah. and at the end of the day, man, this is a business, and people are trying to be successful. So, it happens. Every 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 dog has his day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got one more quarterback to talk about. Here we go. Which is uh, I don't know about this guy. You know who he is, boy. He was picked 15th by the New England Patriots by the name of Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going first on this Oh, yeah. Because I'm just going to go with it right away. Bust, 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 bust. He uh-huh. is not athletic at all. He got picked 15th. He, like, when he was at Alabama, he had the best wide receiving core in the nation. Hands out. He had... He had a Heisman. Dude, he looked like Slenderman. His his wingspan, like his arms went down to his knees. And honestly, I think that he's going to do terrible in the NFL. I think that he's going to get a little better, but his athleticism will not make up for it. You heard it here first, folks. Jackson says, Mac Jones, bust. Big bust. Um. Uh, Jackson, I, I, I got to agree with you if we got to make that call. Um, Matt Jones, I feel like um, that style of play is kind of just fizzling out. Um, the big, uh, burly, slower, non-athletic quarterbacks with huge arms and good football IQ, um, it's just not that type of game anymore. Um, it's very much about athleticism, very much about moving around, um, extending plays with your feet. And I just don't think he does that. And it kind of reminds me um, of the Alabama quarterbacks before Jalen Hurts and before Tua that all got drafted. And none of them did well in the NFL. None of them. So, I'm going to agree with you. Okay. So, we've we've talked about the top five. Guys, we really thought for our first podcast, we were going to have like maybe – 15, 20 minutes of discussion. We're up to like 30 minutes. Man, amazing. Uh, One of the things, the reasons why we started this podcast was, you know, during the pandemic, me and Jax, we just started talking lots of football. Jax fell deeper in love with football. Um, And, you know, there's lots of lessons that can be taught in sports in general, not just football. So if you hear, listen to our intro and our outro, we always talk about, you know, father and son chopping it up about sports and the lessons that they can teach you, right? Um, so we're going to always end our podcast with the same question for our guest. So, Jackson, you want to hit that off? Yeah, okay. What 
is the most important lesson that you've learned there's in all of football? Oh, man, there's so many lessons. So many lessons. Um, gosh, what should it be? I guess I would have to say this is so tough, Jax. I've never, ever on a podcast been froze like this. This is crazy. Um, work ethic. Work ethic is definitely, I think, probably one of the most important things I've ever learned in football. Um, you put the work in. You, you, you get what you put into it. And football, like I tell people all the time, is a lot like life. And it's a funny, funny game. And I feel like when you put the work in something, uh, somehow, whatever you believe in, the universe always rewards you. And I think why it's the most important thing that comes from football is it's something that you have to apply in your life period, whether that be um, being a father, uh, being a husband, um, being a coach, um, and or maybe even working a job. You know, if you want something uh, to be successful, you have to work work your tail off. So I think work ethic is something that football taught me that I always stick with. It's awesome, hey Jackson. Yeah. Are you over there still, dude? You worried about what's coming next? Uh, I want to ask you something. What? In your short journey of 10 years in playing sports and playing football, what do you think the most important thing you've learned so far? Discipline. Before I started to play football, I used to talk like every second of the day. And I was not like... I did not like... I couldn't control anything that I did. I was really like... Crazy! I really didn't. When I sit Focus. down, five seconds later, I had to get up and move. And football like taught me that you have to be like, be disciplined and like learn when to do this and that. And that's the biggest lesson I've learned so far. Man, I have to tell you, as your dad, I didn't expect that coming out of your mouth. <laughs> <clears throat> Love that. But hey, guys, listen, Jax, how do you think our first podcast went? Good. Are you ready for the second? Uh, yes. Yes, sir. Guys, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in to the J&J Podcast. I'm Jay. He's Jax. And we're just a father and son chopping it up about sports and all the valuable lessons that you can learn in life. Once again, Mike, thank thanks you. for joining us. Thank you guys for having me, man. And we will talk to you guys next time. OH. I out. <laughs>